0: Morning, afternoon, or evening for wherever you may be joining us from today. Welcome to the Life Church Podcast. And then I'll let you all be seated here in a moment. I'm gonna to read today from John chapter four. I'll start at verse seven and read through verse fourteen. Talk today about the ultimate thirst quencher. Amen. Say that with me: ultimate thirst quencher. John four and seven says, "A woman of Samaria came to draw water." Jesus said to her, "Give me a drink." For his disciples had gone away into the city to buy food. Then the woman of Samaria said to him. How is it that you, being a Jew, ask a drink from me, a Samaritan woman? For the Jews have no dealings with the Samaritans. There, there was this thing that was just understood in the culture, that the Jews and the Samaritans, they, they don't really get along. They don't talk to one another. So she's asking Jesus, what, you're asking me about this water and drink and stuff like that. How, why are you even talking to me? Jesus answered and said to her, if you knew the gift of God and who it is who says to you, give me a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. Someone say living water. The woman said to him, sir, you have nothing to draw with. The well is deep. Where then do you get that living water? Like, What are you talking about? You don't have anything to get water with and and, and the well's deep. But where are you getting that living water stuff you're talking about from? Are you greater than our father Jacob who gave us his well and drank from it himself as well as his sons and his livestock? Jesus answered and said to her, whoever drinks of this water, talking about the water in that well, whoever drinks of this water will thirst again. But, Whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him will never thirst. But the water that I shall give him will become in him a fountain of water springing up into everlasting life. Let's thank God for His Word today. Thank you, Jesus. God, we thank you for this word today. God, I pray that it speaks to our hearts. God, I pray that we'll be open to receive the word of God today. And everybody said in Jesus' name, God bless you as you find your seats. Amen. Water. How many like water? How many don't like really a lot of water? All right, there's a few. Water is necessary for living. They say that our bodies are made up of about 60% of it is water. Knowing how much most of us weigh, uh, we are somewhere between 90 to 200 pounds of water. Just walking around, carrying that from place to place, there's your brain and bones and organs and all that, but really we're just one big water balloon. Just, just going from place to place. Water is necessary for living. It's crucial that we have water to survive. It's crucial to every system in your body that you have enough water. Um, do this with your hands for a moment. Your joints are lubricated by water. For you to walk For you to get up, sit down, move your hands, move your feet. All those joints are lubricated by water. Your mouth needs water to swallow the food that you like so much. Your eyes need water to cry. Your brain needs water to function. I think some of us need to get a little bit more water. (laughs) Water flushes toxins out of your vital organs. It carries nutrients to your body, the cells that are needing the water. It removes infections from your body. I I was thinking as I was preparing this message, back when I was a younger guy, I didn't eat very well and didn't drink the right drinks. I was a big Coca-Cola guy. I mean, literally, I would go through so much Coca-Cola in the run of a day. It, It was just unbelievable. And and so I was getting ready to purchase some life insurance, and they were going to send a doctor to my house or a nurse to my house to take blood to see if I would get a good rate on my life insurance. I did nothing but drink water for five days to flush out all the Coca-Cola and all the junk out of my body. Water does. It removes the infections and and it removes the junk from your system. If you don't have enough water, your body will dehydrate. It's the lack of water that's necessary for normal body functions. If you stop drinking water, things will begin to happen. Your energy will be zapped. You will be weak and you will have a lot of tiredness. You'll want to sleep more. Your thoughts will become incoherent. They they say, and I did a little research this week, that your body will probably eventually go into some sort of a seizure thing will happen. You will be more prone to that. And your vital organs without water will begin to shut down. So we need water. But our body, the water we take in, we lose it. Every breath that you're taking right now, take a deep breath. Expel. You just lost some water. Every time you, you, you move and, and your muscles work, you work, you sweat, you're losing water. Every time you have to go to the girls' room or the boys' room, you lose water. And this water must be replaced. And, and, and God did an amazing thing. When He created us and our bodies, He, he, he put an indicator in our bodies that, that it's the fluids are a little low. And that indicator that God hardwired into your body is a thing called thirst. And so we have to have water. The rule of thumb I was always taught as a child was eight glasses of water a day. Anyone ever heard that one? I did some looking this week and the Mayo Clinic is actually saying that men need more water than women. The Mayo Clinic says that guys, we need 3.7 liters of water a day. Ladies, you only need about 2.7 to 3 liters of water a day. And I was grateful to know from the Mayo Clinic, the experts there that we get water in a lot of different ways. If you eat fruit and vegetables, you're getting water. Um, if you drink any liquid, you're getting water. I drink a couple coffees in the morning, and my wife says, you're not drinking water. Mayo Clinic says, when I drink coffee, I'm getting some Water. But Mayo Clinic also said to stay away from the sugar drinks That's right. for your source of water intake. <laughs> so, so depending upon how you live your life, how active you are, how much you, you work physically, if you're pregnant, um, there, there's different things that we require more water. If you're sick, if, if you're um, outside in the summer and you're sweating, you need to drink more water. That's just a thing that we need to learn. Water is necessary for this natural body of ours to function. And the very same thing, the principle is true for our spiritual man, that we have spiritual drink that nourishes and satisfies that spiritual thirst that we have. If we don't watch out, we're going to be deprived and dehydrated spiritually. And guess what? You're going to start to see signs. Signs. Tempers are gonna flare pretty quickly. How many have ever had that happen? You're gonna see worry and guilt and fear begin to creep in and overtake your thoughts. You're gonna feel hopeless and helpless and lonely and insecure when you don't have enough spiritual nourishment. And you're gonna find out that your heart is gonna start sending out messages need spiritual water. So, how do we quench our thirst? You know what, Um, if you go and do any, just type into your computer like thirst quencher, the first, and these guys have done a great job marketing this, Gatorade will be the number one thing that will show up on your computer. They're they're promoting and they have marketed that in such a way that Gatorade is like the number one thing that will quench your thirst because there's electrolytes in it. If you get sick, my wife always says, get a Gatorade and drink the Gatorade. It's going to help replenish what you need. Um, How many like to go to Gatorade? Anyone like Gatorades? All right, there's a few. How many like to go to soda? You like to have pop, Canada, pop. How many like pop? I got a a few people that they didn't want to really admit it. They just, you know, don't let anyone see that I did that. Um, How how many like to go to a juice, like a lemonade or a grapefruit juice or a cranberry juice? Okay, a lot of sugar in that. Um, Milk. How many are milk people? All right. I love my milk. Um, How many go to coffee or tea? (laughs) Pretty much everybody. (laughs) Uh, We stopped at two places on the way to church today. The O'Donnells do not stop one place for breakfast on Sunday mornings. We stop at Starbucks for part of the car, and we stop at Tim Hortons for the other part. (laughs) And um, that's what we just do. But really, the number one thing I want to tell you on the natural The best thing to drink is water. It's the best thing. We have the power of choice, and sometimes this is not the first choice, but this needs to be the choice when you're thirsty. How many are thirsty right now? All right. (laughs) We're going to help you out with that. Ushers, quickly, I need you to come in. They, they, we, we went and purchased a couple cases of good water from Costco. In fact, not, not that this is not good. I, I'm not going to drink this one. This is, this is the Costco brand. This is Kirkland's. I want one of those because this is called pure. Can I have one of those real quick? This is, this is the pure life water. This is, this is our family's favorite. So everybody gets the water here real quick. Um, I want you to get this water, hold it, look at it for a second. They're doing it in the right way. They got masks on, they got gloves on. Guys, just, just get the water, get handed out as quickly as you can. What I want you to do is, of course, you can take a sip, I'll let you do that. But here's what I want you to do. We've been talking at Live Church about um, you know, social media. I mentioned it a couple of times. I want you to, um, if you're comfortable. I want you to take a picture of you in your bubble or you and someone beside you that you're connected to. And I'll, or if it's just you by yourself, take a picture of you with your water bottle. And I want you to take that picture and I want you to post it, if you're willing. I'm not trying to force you. On social media right now. And, and I'd like you to tag and put a hashtag. There's a hashtag coming up here on, on the picture. What's the Hashtag hashtag. Say something about Pastor Steve is doing an amazing job preaching this message. Something like that. The worship today at Life Church was awesome. Do something, and I want you to hashtag it, and I want you to check in. There's a way at the bottom that little, the little red check in thing. I want you to check in. Life Church is the closest place to you. Click on Life Church, and what that will do? That will just let your friends and family know that Life Church is an amazing church. I need to get a picture with somebody here. Maybe I'll do it this way. I don't know how to do it like this. There is a way. Okay, hey, people are texting me. <laughs> I'll respond later. Hold up your bottles. Let me see your bottles real quick. Uh, oh, my word. What, what, what happened? Why am I not doing this correctly? Just the one side? I'm hitting both sides. Okay. All right. That's, that's my deal. Hold your bottle up. Let me see your bottle. Oh, there we go. All right, I got a couple. I'm not going to take the time to post it, but I'm going to let you just take a moment and post that real quick. Thirst quencher. So we're talking about thirst here today. Now, really, I did a lot of talking at the beginning about natural thirst. That is important. Drink water. Okay. End of story. But really, my time today with you is not to talk about natural water. My topic today is, is where do you go to fill your, your natural and spiritual thirst? If you're spiritually thirsty, where are you going? You know what? Even on the spiritual side, you have the power of choice. And I think there's too many times people go to the wrong places to have their spiritual thirst fulfilled. In fact, I'm going to tell you today and I would submit to you that people are going to the swamps of life to get a drink. They're drinking things they were never meant to drink. Where are you going to find satisfaction Where are you going to get that that thirst that's down in your soul? You can't even explain it, but you're hungry and thirsty for something, and you're trying things. Where are you going to be spiritually satisfied and have that thirst quenched? When people don't find satisfaction, they turn to a lot of things. Now, I'm just going to highlight a couple here right now. People, you know, a lot of times they're looking for something to satisfy. And they're going after the thing that I call money. They're going after the almighty dollar. We need to have that. But they work long hours. They neglect families. They they neglect the kids. All because they got to get a little bit more money. Thinking that that's what they want. They think that money is the thing that's going to buy them the happiness. And that's the thing that they need. And really, money is never going to fix the thirst down in your soul. Others go to drugs and alcohol. They're looking for something that would numb the pain of life. I'm telling you, life has a lot of pain, suffering, trouble. But I want to tell someone here today and someone watching online and someone upstairs, if you will go to drugs and alcohol that might numb the pain for a moment, for a few hours. You, you might forget about it for a few even days. But it can never satisfy the hunger down in your heart. I, I think of just all these popular um, people in, in ce- celebrities in Hollywood, and, and these are people, they've got it all. They've, they've got fame. Everybody knows their name. They've got money, too much money sometimes. They they got wealth untold. They have everything they would ever want in life. And what I did last night, and it was was actually a little overwhelming when I did it. I went to my um, Instagram, not Instagram, I went to, where did I go? Safari, I guess is where I went. I went to the internet and I just typed in celebrity suicide. And, and I got on, like, it was like the second one down, and it was, I scrolled I, and I, I scrolled and I scrolled and I scrolled. I didn't even get to the bottom. And it was people that I recognized, and, and people, they'd been the, the top actor in this movie, and they'd been the top actor in this, this daily show, and they'd been this, and they'd been that. And it was, it was suicides. All of them were suicides. Drug overdoses, shotguns, Jumping out of 25th story apartment windows. Um, I mean, it was just, it was actually overwhelming. These are people that they're known by the world. They've got fame, they've got fortune, they've got everything going for them. All the money they would ever want. And they're looking for something to satisfy. That didn't do it. They're still empty, they're still searching. They're still longing for something that's genuine. Their lives get messed up on drugs. Their lives get messed up in alcohol. There's a pain, there's heartaches, and eventually so much sin that they eventually decide it's not worth living. There are others that that they search for this satisfaction in education. They they search for it by by, by just learning and learning, and they're, they're just a constant student at something. Just, just constantly looking for something to satisfy. Well, this is going to be it. And they try this and okay, no, no, it's going to be this over here. I'm going to study this over here. And they're constantly looking for more education and more philosophy and more, more knowledge. Even more religion. But I want to tell you today, you might feel like you've been satisfied for a moment. But it's a temporary satisfaction. Eventually, if you don't satisfy that thirst down in your soul with what Jesus said in, in the Word of God that will satisfy it, you will always be spiritually thirsty. My question to you today, is there really any way to quench a thirsty soul? I've got an answer for you. A couple of verses here in John chapter 7, Jesus gives us a great answer. He says, in the last day, the great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried saying, if any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. He that believeth on me, as the scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. And then verse 39 says, but this he spake of the spirit, which they that believe in him should receive. For the Holy Ghost was not yet given because Jesus was not yet glorified. Let me set this this example up for you. This was the Feast of Tabernacles. This was a major Jewish holiday uh, for for all these Jewish people. It was like Christmas and New Year's and Canada Day in one holiday. This was a huge party time for the Jews. They would celebrate this annually. The streets would be packed as they would reenact the story of Moses, the miracle of the water coming out of the rock from Moses back in Moses' day. They would reenact that whole thing in the streets. And as a reminder of the water that flowed from the rock from Moses back in the desert, in the wilderness, for seven days they would go through this ritual. They'd be there in the streets, and they'd have their trumpets, and the crowds would be there, and the priest would fill a pitcher of water, and he would walk through the streets, and the people would cheer, and they would dance, and they would they would leap and they would have all kinds of rejoicing and they would cry out with joy you will draw water from the wells of salvation they would quote the scripture and then on the seventh day the priest would finally come through and he'd have seven times he would come with seven different pitchers and vessels of water and he would pour it out on the altar well it was the last day the bible says go back Robert to that first verse there of that section In the last day, the great day of the feast. It was the seventh day of this feast of tabernacles. They had seen the priests do that. And and, and, and so here they are. Everything is all water. There was probably water t-shirts. They probably were selling water. It, It was like everything was water. They were taking photos of water. I mean, it was water everything. And it was the last day, the great day of the feast. And Jesus is part of this crowd. There's, there's dancing and there's rejoicing about the water. With, you know, with um, joy, you will draw water from the wells of salvation. And, and Jesus knew, though, that these people, that they were doing all this stuff on this Jewish holiday, but they were going to go home tomorrow. They were going to go back to their troubles and back to their fears and back to their failures. They were going to go back to their frustrations. And Jesus stands up. Brother Robert, there you go. And Jesus cries and says, now, now you must remember there's a lot of people in the streets. A lot of commotion going on. There's rejoicing. And Jesus just rears back and cries out, if any man thirst.'" Let him come unto me and drink. He says, he who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. This is the solution. If you've got a thirst that's a spiritual thirst today, Jesus gives us a little formula here of how that thirst can be quenched in your life. He says, if anyone will stop right there. Male, female, rich, poor, young, old, the good people and the bad people, the upstanding citizens and the re- rebels in the crowd. He says, "If anyone thirst, it doesn't matter your cultural background. It doesn't matter what color your skin. If anyone thirst, he was on to say thirst." He's inviting us to come thirsty. Jesus was addressing this spiritual thirst that man has. I don't know about you, but what are you thirsty for? The psalmist said in Psalm 42 and 1, he says, As the deer pants for the water brooks, so pants my soul for you, O God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. Amen? Amen? My soul thirsts for more money. This is what the psalmist said. My soul thirsts for more fame and fortune. I want to be a TikTok star. I'm not sure if anybody in the room wants to be a TikTok star. Maybe you do. Is that that what you're thirsty for? The psalmist says, my soul thirsts for God, the living God. David also had something to say about this. His thirst in Psalm 63 and verse 1. He says, oh God, you are my God. Early will I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh longs for you in a dry and thirsty land where there is no water. You know, we're we're living in a pretty parched land right now. What are you thirsting for? What What are you looking for? What are you hungry for? Is your heart... This morning, is there some people here in this room, you've got a heart for God and a desire for God. You you understand that you've tried a lot of things, but, but really what you need really is a little bit more of him because he's the one that satisfies. Hallelujah. Problem is most of us don't have a thirst for God or spiritual things. We're very good at thirsting for carnal things. Give yourself a day or two without prayer, without any of his word. And pretty soon you'll find yourself desiring things that are contrary to this book. But I want to tell you today, church, we can cultivate, we can nurture a thirst for God. We can ask God to, God, give me that thirst for you Matthew 5 and 6 says it like this, blessed are those who hunger and thirst, brother Justin, for righteousness. They shall be filled. In fact, right now, I know we're in the middle of a message. I want you to just lift up your hand and I say, I want you to pray to God. I want you to say, God, give me a thirst for spiritual things. God, give me a sp- spiritual thirst for you lord let my hunger be for the things of god god i want to have a thirst for things that are righteous god i want to have things god in my life that are unrighteous gone i want to thirst for you god let it be a part of me he says if anyone thirsts what do they do if you thirst, if you're thirsty and you know you're thirsty what do you do the bible says jesus gives us this formula let him come to me We're not to go to a church. We're not to go to a religion. We're not to go to a philosophy. We're to come to Jesus. It's Jesus that can quench this thirst of our soul. You know, the the Old Testament King Solomon. We find out that he tried to find satisfaction in a lot of different ways. If you could look into Solomon's diary, you're going to find out there's so much stuff that he searched for and longed for and desired and he tried but it didn't satisfy. The Bible says in Ecclesiastes chapter two and verse one, he said, I said to myself, come on, let's try pleasure. I mean, how, how many do not like a good time? Anyone here does not like a good time? I mean, <laughs> I, I hope no one raises their hand right now. We, we all like a little bit of fun and a little bit of pleasure and a little bit of, but, but he, he, he looked for that. He searched for that. He said, let's try pleasure. He said, let's look for the good things in life. But I found this too, was meaningless. If all you're wanting to do is be the party boy or the party, you know, animal and and just have a good time in the sunshine all the time, guess what? You you might have fun for a little while, but it's not going to last. It's a temporary fix. It doesn't satisfy. Solomon, the wisest man that ever lived, says it's meaningless. He goes on to talk about his wealth in, in verses seven and eight. He says, I owned large herds and flocks. More than any of the kings who lived in Jerusalem before me, I collected great sums of silver and gold, the treasure of many kings and provinces. I mean, he had it all. He was the wisest man and probably the wealthiest man that ever lived. And Solomon says later on, and he says, The eyes of man are never satisfied. I remember hearing a story one time about a wealthy investor. He said, someone asked him the question, I think it was a reporter, and says, how much more do you need to have? He was wealthy. He was like a billionaire. And they said, how much more do you need to have? And his response was, just a little bit more. The eyes of man are never satisfied. Wealth, pleasure will never satisfy this thirst down in your soul. Then in verse 8 and 10, we find out that he tried a few other things. I hired wonderful singers, both men and women. I had many beautiful concubines. We're not going to unpack that right now, but um, most of you know what that means. I had everything a man could desire. Verse 10 says, anything I wanted, I would take. I denied myself no pleasure. Solomon, this is, okay, I'll just tell you this. He had a lot of wives, 700 to be exact. And he had 300 concubines. Guys, if you think you just need one more, just learn from Solomon. Solomon. One's all you need. It didn't satisfy. Verse 11 of that chapter says, but as I looked at everything I had worked so hard to accomplish, it was all so meaningless. The chasing the wind. The wind blows. I'm going to catch the wind. Go go out there and try to catch some wind. Bring it back in let me look it's meaningless. And at the end of Solomon's diary in, in chapter 12 and verse thirteen, he said, let me hear, let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. This whole book of Solomon just talks about his life. And he said, here's the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God, keep his commandments. This is man's all. He had it all. He had all the women he wanted. He had all the pleasure he wanted. He had all the money he wanted. He had all the wealth he wanted. He had all the wild living he wanted. He had everything that anyone could ever have. He said, it's all meaningless. He said, at the end of the story, the conclusion of this matter is this. Fear God. Keep his commandments. That's all you need to do. Solomon found out that the source of satisfaction is in his relationship with almighty God. So come unto me and drink. Jesus said, come to me and drink. You know, too many people, they come and they they look at the water. They know all the facts. Where are the facts? All the facts about the water. They can talk about the water, but they never drink the water. He says, come unto me and drink. This drink means repeated swallows. Drink it and keep on drinking it. It's not just a little sip, you know. It's not just a little. It's not going to do it. But it says, "Come unto me and drink." It's a continual drinking. It's not a periodic fill up. It's not a big gulp once every, you know, three months. It's just when you get with Jesus, let Him continually sustain you. Let Him continually satisfy you. Just keep keep taking it in. He He's got so much He wants to give you. Just keep on drinking. And the end result is this. As you drink, here's what begins to happen. The Bible says that out of your bellies will flow rivers of living water. John here is the writer of John, and he's, he's beginning to talk about how the, the Holy Ghost. In fact, he, in, in verse 39, in brackets, he says, but this he spake of the Spirit, this living water, that he was talking about, that Jesus was talking about, had not been poured out yet. It says because Jesus was not yet glorified. But Jesus was talking about his spirit that was going to begin flowing. And when his spirit begins flowing in our lives, when his spirit begins to flow in our, in our being, we're going to see that we're going to be satisfied. We're going to have that satisfaction, thirst met in our lives. Jesus told the woman at the well in John 4 and 14, whoever drinks of this water that I give him will never thirst. The water I shall give will become a fountain of water springing up into everlasting life. Jesus, not this, Jesus is the ultimate thirst quencher. Too often we live lives and we're not satisfied in life because we're not going to the right source to have that thirst quench in our lives. Isaiah called the Holy Ghost a rest it called the Holy Ghost a refreshing. Only Jesus can satisfy your soul. Everybody standing with me today? We're, we're going to conclude this service. And we're going to ask God to touch someone here today. I know that I've been preaching to 50 in this room and a bunch upstairs and many online. It really doesn't matter where you're at right now. Jesus wants to quench that thirst of your soul. If you're tired of living a life and never feeling like you're ever satisfied, I want to tell you today, Jesus is the answer. Say that with me. Jesus is the answer. If you have a thirst and you, you say, I want to have more of God. I thirst for more of Him. If you pray that today, if you begin to call on God today, Jesus says, just come to me and drink. Drink. Come thirsty, and I will quench that thirst of your soul. God wants to fill someone with the Holy Ghost. God wants to pour His Spirit through someone that will be the ultimate thirst quencher. I know today in in our society we're busy people, but today at this altar, there's five X's across the front here. If there's someone here that wants to pray, there's someone here that wants to to call out to God, I'm inviting you at this time. Let's all bow our heads for a moment. Close your eyes for a second. If you're here today and you say, I want more of God. I want to have that thirst in my life quenched by the Spirit of God you've not yet received the Holy Ghost and you want to receive it today, I'm, I'm challenging you, find one of these exes. Someone will come and pray with you and let God do that work in your life today. We're going to pray right now. People are beginning to step out. Go ahead. If, if that's you, if you want more of God, if you want God to fill you with the Holy Ghost, if you say, God, I just want to hunger for you more, I, I want to, God, take you up on your offer, there's a couple of X's down here that God wants to minister to you right now. Jesus, we need you right now. God, there are people stepping out in this service, God. They have a hunger for more of you. God, they've looked for satisfaction in every other place, and they've not found it. But, God, they finally have come to the place where they're hungry for more of you. They're desiring more of you. God, I'm praying right now by the power of your Spirit, God, that you would satisfy the thirst down in their soul. God, if someone's here and they need the power of the Holy Ghost to move, I pray you'd fill them with the Holy Ghost. God, I pray you'd fill them with that holy ghost that would just overflow them and god give them that that quenching of their thirst in their life we thank you for what you're doing church begin to pray right now there are people at this altar thank you for joining us today we pray this message spoke into your life your heart or whatever situation you may be going through if you'd like to follow us on social media You can find us at lifechurch.ca on Instagram and on Facebook. Just search Life Church and you will find our navy blue logo with the letters LC in the middle. Now, before you go, we ask if possible from whatever platform you may be listening to us on, give us a rating or a review or even both and share this message with someone so that they can be impacted by the gospel of the love of Jesus Christ. We thank you for your support and love you all. Have a wonderful week, and God bless.